you're looking for homeschool sanity, welcome. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. But I was once so disorganized, I thought I had to quit homeschooling and stop having kids. Now, by the grace of God, I have six homeschool graduates. Whether we're discussing parenting, productivity, or practical tips, I pray that this episode is just what you need for happy, healthy homeschooling. Hey, homeschoolers. If you've ever considered raising chickens, you'll love this episode. I live in a suburb where chickens aren't allowed, but we had chickens for several years when I was in elementary school. I absolutely loved what my guest, Dahlia Monteroso, had to say about raising chickens as a homeschool family. Dahlia is a chicken keeper and a popular teacher on the basics of backyard chicken keeping. She speaks and teaches classes on the joys of chicken keeping. She is the creator of the website and YouTube channel, Welcome to Chickenlandia, podcast Bach Talk, and an online course called Chickenlandia's Backyard Chickens 101. She also hosted a TEDx talk titled, I Dream of Chickens. Dahlia is the author of the book, Let's All Keep Chickens, the down-to-earth guide to natural practices for healthier birds and a happier world, a comprehensive guide for both beginners and experienced chicken keepers. The book has also gained popularity among homeschooling families who appreciate its educational value as part of their learning curriculum. Dahlia lives in Bellingham, Washington with her family, continuing her mission to share the joy and simplicity of chicken keeping to the world. Here's my chat with Dahlia. Dahlia, thank you so much for joining me here on the Homeschool Sanity Show. I am excited to talk about our topic today, which is chicken keeping. I was just telling my husband about it, um, and he agreed with me that my audience is really going to enjoy our conversation. But before we jump into it, I would love to have you introduce yourself and your family to us. Well, my name is Dahlia Monteroso, but most people know me as the president of Chickenlandia. <laughs> I have a YouTube channel called Welcome to Chickenlandia. That's how most people know me. But I've been a backyard chicken educator for, oh gosh, I think 12, 12 years, I think. Wow. Um, I live in the Pacific Northwest uh, with my husband. I have two boys. One is 14 and one is 10. I am a former uh, homeschooling mother. Uh, I was just talking before we got on. I was telling you that I wish I had had this podcast to listen to because I, I did lose my sanity somewhat. <laughs> I get it. Not sure if it's come back yet, but um, so I do have some experience with that. But you know, I'm an educator, and I'm interested in getting people excited about chickens and getting people to experience the joy of chicken keeping. That is what I'm all about, just bringing people the peace and joy of chickens because it, it really has changed my life. That's awesome. I mean, I just, I love your title so much. It's so much cooler than my title. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say you were? You you're a backyard it. chicken educator? Is that it? 
Okay. Are, yeah, I kind of just, I, you I know, I did a, I did a TEDx talk years ago. Wow. I think it was in 20, 2017, I did a TEDx talk. Okay. And they said, you know, introduce yourself. I was just saying, you know, you know, I teach people about chickens and they said, well, <laughs> introduce yourself as a backyard chicken educator. And that, it just stuck. <laughs> I love it so That's much. I am. I, I have to come up with a cooler title for myself. I'm, I'm telling you. Okay. So, um, I want to know what got you interested in chicken keeping, but I'm going to tell you, you know, how you started off homeschooling and then you're like, you know, I'm out, I'm out. I actually started off my childhood as a chicken keeper. I grew up on a farm where we had chickens and, um, we sold, um, chickens for eating. We sold eggs and, and I could not keep my sanity doing that as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just kind of flipped. We're the mirror yeah. opposites. Uh, but I would love to know what got you interested in it? What gave you such a passion for it? Oh gosh, I call it divine intervention, but let me, <laughs> let me give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, I was working as a personal assistant in Hollywood. Actually, I was, I was being a personal assistant, but I was really wanting to be like the next great American filmmaker. That was my dream. That was why I had moved to Los Angeles. I'm originally from Dallas, from, uh, Duncanville, Texas, which is around Dallas area. Um, met my husband, uh, you know, we started started getting serious, started talking about getting married. And then it was like, look, I don't want to raise a family in Los Angeles. And so we decided to move. And at that point I had been working in Hollywood for about five years. I had really given it a shot. Um, and it just really felt like, you know what, this isn't for me and, and it's okay. So we moved to Bellingham, Washington, which is where I live right now. And after a few years, you know, I had a brand new baby boy. I was, you know, I mean, I was in love with my family. I had a great life, but I still kind of felt that, that void, you know, I felt that loss of that dream that I had. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of mourning that more than I expected that I would. And the other thing was, is that I had a pretty, a, a pretty bad case of postpartum depression. And at the time, I didn't even know that that was happening to me. Um, and the people around me didn't know because as a mother, I'm sure you understand that we just, we're like chickens. We just keep pecking and scratching until we drop, you know, it's like <laughs> mm -hmm, we, we will do anything just to maintain the, the safety of our family and not think about what's actually going on with ourselves. So I was really in, I wasn't in a great, in a great space. Um, and then I, I just thought to myself, you know what? Uh, I, I really need something that belongs to me, just me. And I said, I'm going to get some chickens. <laughs> and I promise you, I had no idea that I would end up being a backyard chicken educator, you know, that wasn't what I thought I was going to be as a little kid. I, I didn't dream about that as a child. But when I brought 
my first batch of baby chicks home. I, I just, I mean, I've told this story a million times, but it's like something came over me and I do feel like it was divine intervention because as I took these little baby chicks out of the bag, they were in a paper sack from the, from the farm store. I took them out of the bag and, and they're so vulnerable mm-hmm. and resilient at the same time, you know, taking them out of the bag, putting them into the brooder. And in that moment, my heart opened and a new dream came in. And I became so incredibly passionate about these creatures. I have no idea what, you know, I didn't know that that would happen. You know, there's a a famous uh, Steven Spielberg quote that I actually don't know the actual quote, but I know he, he said something like, the dream of your life will sneak up behind you. I'm paraphrasing, but that's exactly what happened. Like I... I became so incredibly passionate about these animals that my community actually was, they started to see that. And then people started asking me to help them. And before I knew it, the community, the local community college was like, will you teach a class? And I had had chickens for like six months and didn't grow up with them. Yes. Okay. But of course I said, yes. I said, oh, yeah. And then I did like all this research. And then from there, it was, you know, I was started to, people started asking me to do seminars. Then I, I got like a sponsorship. And before I knew it, I had a YouTube channel. You know, I travel, I do seminars across the country. I've written a book. I've, I have an online course, all this stuff. And it really kind of spawned from that need to, I, I instinctively knew I needed to heal. And I feel like I began mm-hmm. to heal when I, when I got the, when I moved those baby chicks out of the bag into the brooder, that was when my healing journey began. And I'm still, I'm still on that journey, you know? Okay. But it's been, it's been absolutely incredible and amazing to see how it's unfo- unfolded. And I feel like it, it it was like appointed like i was appointed the the president of chickenlandia like <laughs> it so just cool. happened mhm wow. so here i am that's the story well i love that it's such an interesting story and i think we could pull a lot of different lessons out of there that we can even use with our kids to help them find their passions i've been speaking this past year about um, how to motivate reluctant learners. And one of the things that I have learned is that we, we think that it's going to happen the way it happened for you, which I'm so thankful for your sake that it did happen like that. Like we take our kids to, I don't know, like rock climbing one time and they're just going to go, this is it. I was born to rock climb, you know? Um, but we know from research that it's actually more like teaching kids to eat vegetables, that it takes lots of opportunities and exposures for the typical person, not just kids, but the typical person to say, you know what? I love this and I'm going to invest time and, and I have a passion for it, but I think it's so cool that it was just like, whoa, you know, 
the, the angels were singing and you were, were. the keeper of the chickens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, some of my, some of my listeners right now are thinking, I don't want chickens. I live in the city. <laughs> I, That's I'm okay. in an apartment. I'm not going to raise chickens, but I would love to have you share what has been a memorable moment or some kind of a lesson that you think any homeschooling family could kind of take away from what you have learned by being a backyard chicken educator. Well, I, I think that one of the most amazing things that you can do if you have a, a flock of chickens, and especially if you have children that are that are learning, is to have a mother hen raise a batch of baby chicks. Mm. So that is just a beautiful I mean, it's just a, such a beautiful experience. Of course, there's so much learning opportunity involved with that, just across all the subjects, so many things that you can intertwine mm. with that. Um, but one experience that I had, it, it was just so special to me, and I always think about it. Um, I, I, had, I didn't have chickens for that long, and I really wanted to hatch out some baby chicks, but I couldn't have any roosters. I, I could not have any... At the time, I felt like, oh, I can't have any roosters. It turns out I could, but mm. um, it, it's really hard for me to give animals away. And so I'm like, I have to be very proactive about that. So I decided instead to get a few duck eggs. And they were small ducks. So I figured, well, if I get a male duck, it's just going to be a small male duck. Because a large male duck in a flock of chickens is not a good idea. Oh, But it would be oh. a, a really little guy. So I got these eggs from a friend of mine. They were call duck eggs. And call ducks are like little miniature, extremely loud little ducks. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's why they're okay. called call. Call mm -hmm. ducks are always calling. And I put them under a little hen that I had that always wanted to hatch out babies. She was always sitting on the nest. She always wanted to be a mother. So I put some eggs under her. Well, unfortunately... When on the day that they started to hatch, my son, um, my oldest, he got croup, and mm. it he had already been to the hospital once with croup with very low oxygen count. So I was already, you know, like the you know, the minute they start coughing, you're like, okay, here goes, mm. you know, and you start to panic a little bit. So I was a hundred percent just focusing on him. We even had the paramedics at the house and everything. This whole time, these these ducks are, are hatching. And unfortunately, only one made it. Mm. And I felt so bad. I, you know, even though there's likely nothing I could have done, I felt like, oh, if I had just, if I could mm. have been present for that, it would have been different. But mm. in life, you know, sometimes we have to make very difficult choices. And of course, in that situation, I'm going to choose to put all my attention to my child who was struggling. But there was one little duck <laughs> that, that hatched under this mother hen. And it was the cutest thing I have ever seen to see this duck following around this chicken. You know, the duck thought it was a chicken it really mm -hmm. even tried to like roost with the chickens and ducks uh depending on the the breed that they are they will usually stay on the ground they won't go up higher to roost like chickens do um they just sleep on the ground but this duck would try and get up he she would go into the nesting boxes <laughs> wow. 
Wow. And I I ended up getting her some like duck friends. She still wanted to stay with her mother. And those two were a pair until the end of their lives. So wow. the mom the mama hen lived to be very pretty old and she passed away and within the the month uh I think it was the month maybe maybe a couple months the duck passed away. Wow. And they were just a bond. They were a, they were mm. a bond. And I really think it's such a beautiful story of, you know, of 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 commitment, of love, mm-hmm. um, of family, of resilience. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can talk about science. You can talk about hormones. Mm-hmm. You can talk about you know biology. All of this stuff. Right. You know, what was the drive that the hen had to mm-hmm. raise the baby that she didn't? You know, this was not an egg that she laid. But she mm-hmm. lovingly raised this this baby duck. Um, so just so many so many opportunities, and I I love to share that one because kids just absolutely adore that. And I wish yeah. I had a picture to show you because it's the cutest thing. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, that um, that bonding, I think. And there there is a technical term. What is? Do you know what the technical term is? You know when there's that window of opportunity where. Um, the the bird has been born or even another um type of animal is born and then they imprint that's what it is imprinting yes. yeah. thank you thank yes you. um i actually studied animal behaviorism in in college because i found it so fascinating but that yeah it's that short window of time and they just imprint on they just get so attached to whatever mother figure is near them. But yeah, thank you for sharing that. That is so cool. And I'm glad that you got to experience that. Um, we had ducks on our farm too. So I can imagine what that might have been like. Yes. You kind of alluded to some life skills that kids can learn by interacting with chickens, raising chickens. Can you elaborate on that for us some? Well, I mean, there's obviously just like self-sufficiency is a certainly a lesson that you can learn from that. Um, there's any number of skills, you know, responsibility, um, you know, chickens don't care if you don't feel good or if you feel lazy or if you want to play video games or if you want to be on your phone, they just don't care. Like you have to go outside and take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's certainly all of that, you know, good work ethic, all of those things. But for me, I think the most important lesson that we learn in the chicken yard is that, you know, when you have when you have chickens, inevitably, because it's a flock and a flock is like a living being, you know, it's it's you have like the individual chickens and then you have the flock and the flock has its own personality and its own experiences and everything. And it's unpredictable, like inevitably, there's going to be things that happen that are unique to your situation. And it doesn't matter how many Facebook groups you're in that, you know, to talk about chickens or how many chicken books you have. It is likely that you will come up against a situation where there's not a clear cut answer. And, you know, even if you find, um, you know, information that you could find a lot, there's a lot of conflicting information. So one of the things that I tell people, and in fact, in, in my book, I have like the six rules of mindful chicken keeping. And one of them is to listen to your heart. So 
it's important in these moments to remember this is not something new. Humans have been doing this for millennia. And over those uh, over those many many years we used our our wisdom, the wisdom of our ancestors, the wisdom that is innate within us to know what to do and to know how to take care of these animals. So there will be moments where you have to listen to your intuition. Mm-hmm. And I actually feel like that is possibly the most important life, one of the most important life skills you will ever learn, not just in the chicken yard, of course, but in your whole life is to trust, trust your heart, trust your intuition, listen to what you think is right, and then go with that. And, and you will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's okay. You know, we all even here I am, the president of Chickenlandia. <laughs> I have made I have made mistakes. I've made big mistakes. I've had really hard lessons, but you you learn and then you keep going. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to me that's the most important lesson of the chicken yard is to or one of the most important is to to uh go, you know, when when you need to, when you don't know what to do, turn turn inside and listen to what your intuition is telling you, listen to what your heart is telling you Mm -hmm. and then go with that. Right. You know, I think that, um, that really is applicable to homeschooling moms. And I am one of these homeschooling moms that I'm going to (laughs) describe here where, you know, I want to know that my path forward is expert approved. It's, you know, recommended in all the major books and (laughs) articles, like this is how you parent, this is how you teach this, This you know, and um, so often what the experts told me or what the book said wasn't right for me and my family, but I just didn't have the courage to go forward and make a mistake. And so I I think I would like to just kind of add to what you were saying by, by suggesting that even if you follow the experts, the, um, the top most recommended advice out there for homeschooling, you will make mistakes. It's just, are you going to then blame the experts for being wrong, the book for being wrong, or are you going to blame yourself? You know? So it's it's going to happen. It's just who are you going to rely on um, as you make those decisions? And, you know, you just, you don't know. You are the expert, you know, like Dahlia, you are saying like you became kind of an instant expert <laughs> on, <Yes>. <laughs> on raising chickens. And I, I love that because I believe that as homeschooling moms, we become instant experts in educating our children. We are the closest to them. We spend the most time with them. We know them better than yep. anyone else. Anyone. It doesn't you know yes. more than your doctor, more than your pastor, more than, you know, some um, homeschool guru yes. across the country or across the world. So I I love your advice to um to trust in yourself and um, I would just add for my Christian audience that um, it, that reliance on your intuition can be after spending time in prayer, after being in in scripture to to feel like, okay, this is the path forward. And if it's not the right way, then God will 
intervene to show me that nope, I'm on the right, I'm on the wrong path, and I can just simply make a course correction. So, oh yes, and you know, I think in anyone's experience, there whether whether you're religious or not, there's that moment mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I need to let go. Mm-hmm. I need to get, you know, you, you might say, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to God and decide <laughs> mm-hmm. decide I, from there. And, mm-hmm. and I, ha- and mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay with that, you know? And so right. I just, when I look at the chicken yard, I will, I see a reflection of my own life, of the world. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many lessons that I learned just by, I mean, just right now talking to you, you know, talking about following your intuition, talking about feeling insecure and, you know, there's all the experts and all that stuff. And I, I, it's amazing how it's like, okay, yeah, there's another thing that I can apply that I've learned from the chicken yard. <laughs> like, right. Nobody loves this flock more than I do. Nobody knows mm-hmm. my flock more than I do. Nobody, I, I remember telling a doctor this one time, there is nobody in this room that loves my child and cares more about what happens to my child than me. Right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so yeah, remember that. True. No one absolutely. knows your flock more than you do. No, yep. nobody knows your children and your family better than you do, you know, mm-hmm. so ultimately yeah, you're the but- highest authority really when it comes to, to your family. So, so yeah, no, no doubt. Okay. So if you are speaking to homeschooling parents who are new to chicken keeping, they're interested in it, they want to do it. What is a piece of advice that you would give them about integrating that practice of chicken keeping into their homeschooling and their curriculum? Well, the number one thing I would say is take my course. (laughs) (laughs) I love that honesty. That's awesome. (laughs) You can work it into your curriculum. It's fun. But, you know, aside from that, um, really the main thing is keep it simple because, Mm. and I know that, I mean, we just kind of touched on this. It can get very complicated. Like if you're researching for, if you're doing homeschool researching, there's any number of philosophies, any number of experts, they're all going to tell you this is the way that you need to do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you try and If you go too far down that rabbit hole, it's really hard to get back out of it without being confused. So what I would do is instead of just getting caught up in all of that, find somebody that you really resonate with, whether it's me or someone else, there's definitely other backyard chicken educators out there and kind of stick with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then always as your foundation, keep within you the idea that human beings have kept chickens for millennia, like literally millennia. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) We've been doing mm -hmm. this a really long time. If you go to any other country in the world, you're going to see chickens running around. It's just one of those things that humans have done for a very long time. And we, we all have it in common. Um, and then I would, you know, especially if you're like, okay, we're in the research phase, it's easy to kind of get caught, caught, like stuck in that phase. (laughs) So make a, make a date, give yourself some wiggle room. Like you want a a week or two, like this this is when we're going to get baby chicks. You can put it on the calendar. Your kids are going to be super excited about that. They're going to want to count down the, the, the months and the weeks and the days kind of could be kind of like an advent thing, you know, 
Um, and then kind of stick with that. And I would start in the spring. Like there's a reason why baby chicks are born, you know, mother hens go broody in this broody by broody. I mean, they want to brood baby chicks. So they get that, Mm -hmm. that instinct kind of comes alive in them mostly in the springtime or in the warmer months. And the re there is a very, uh, important reason for that. And it is that it is much easier to raise baby chicks during that time than it is when you're going into the colder months. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, start, start in the spring and just go for it and you can do it. And remember, you know, there's, there's no reason why you can't do it. People have been doing it for ages for forever. You can definitely do it. (laughs) So go for it and have fun. You know, I just, I just keep chuckling when you're saying this because the metaphors are just like flashing in neon lights here. The metaphors for homeschooling. Yeah. And so first you said, you know, um, it just fo- follow who you're going to follow, like get advice and, and just stay with them at least for a while. Right. Because I, t- I think new homeschoolers will, well, they'll say, oh, I'm going to listen to this person. I'm going to do like they do. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe someone else is doing it better. So I'm, then I'm going to switch over to that. And you just get so confused because you're going to get com- conflicting advice. And then when you were saying, you know, people have been keeping chickens for millennia. Well, people have been teaching their children for millennia, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. And somehow we've survived. Exactly. And. And then, you know, you said you can just get so stuck in the research phase. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, metaphor for homeschooling, too. Yeah, we, that is how we are, I think, just as people. I mean, just to kind of give you a little tangent, um, this morning, my brother-in-law, he, he and his family are going to play pickleball with us um, in a couple of weeks. And um, he's very excited about it. He hasn't played and he wants advice for which pickleball paddle to buy. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, so I sell, I tell him, it's like, you know, it, it doesn't matter that much, you know, it's like, okay, how about this one? And then he's coming back and saying, well, I mean, but you know, there are a lot more expensive ones and you know, this one doesn't come with a cover. It's like, Okay. <laughs> And I know you're understanding where I'm going with this. It's like, okay, yes. yeah, you're overthinking it. You're, yes. you're over-researching it. You just have to get a paddle. And I'm sure when it's when it comes to keeping chickens, you have to get some baby chicks and you, know, yep. you have to get some essentials. But it's really not going to make or break you, you know, like which materials and supplies that you buy versus some others. Am I, am I right about that? Uh, usually, I mean, most of the, it's, it's pretty cut and dry, you know, it's, it's really very simple. If you think about what chickens need, you know, they need, baby chicks need to be warm. They need a safe Mm -hmm. place to be. Think about what a mother hen provides for her baby chicks. They need food. They need water. Of course, there are many other things that you can do. I mean, I've written a whole book about it, like uh, natural things and herbs and all these things that you can do. But always your foundation should be chickens have been with us for millennia. They are (laughs) highly adaptable. They've been with us through war, through famine, through natural disaster, you know, so many things that they have, that they have, um, 
persevered mm-hmm. alongside humans right um through so just just keep keep that in mind and i would say find someone you know because there's so many different um opinions out there find someone mm-hmm. that you relate with kind of on a personal level like you you like how they are you like kind of what their worldview is and stay with them Yes. You know? And it's so funny. Yes. I mean, I've I've had the whole homeschooling experience and um so I'm I'm really familiar also with what you're saying and the the, the kind of the um the connections that you're making um because it's so easy to just get get really caught up and really confused and then, you know, your kid ends up suffering from that and and you're suffering. No one's happy. Mm-hmm. And in those moments just remember, okay, let's pull back and just go back to the basics. Right. And, you know, again, I'm just smiling because you're saying, you know, chickens are adaptable. (laughs) Yeah. So are children. Children are (laughs) adaptable. They've survived. Yes. (laughs) For all these years. And I mean, I love what you're saying too. It's like, um, because you were specifically referencing homeschooling there, that our kids are actually going to suffer more from our anxiety and upset and stress than they yes. will about, well, you chose this particular math curriculum. I mean, why did you choose that? You know, that, yes. that isn't going to make or break a child's homeschooling. And I think yes. it's just so good. I mean, we know this, I think, but I just love and appreciate that you're giving us that reminder. So related to that, you talk about Chickens helping us connect better with ourselves and each other. And I would love to have you explain more about that. Well, I did a whole TEDx talk about it. <laughs> okay. That's kind of how I got on the map. But I I feel like, at least in the Western world, we kind of, we've all, most of us, have been disconnected from nature in some part, at some point in our family history. And it's really kind of a collective drama, uh, um, trauma in the Western world. We all kind of suffering from that. And it doesn't matter like what your heritage is, where you're from, what race you are, what, what religion you are. We kind of all have this severance in our history. Um, and chickens, for, at least for me, have been a big part of healing that trauma. Like I said before, they f- they force you to connect with nature, and it's not mm-hmm. you will want to do it. Like once you once you have them and you're caring for them, you want to go outside and you want to be with them. But you have to do that every single day. You need you have to take those moments. And for me, it's just a time when I can be still. I can listen to the little sounds that they make. I can watch them pecking and scratching. And it's like, it's like a meditation or a prayer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is so important for us to have in our lives. And for most of us, that's been taken away. So when we begin to have those experiences again, and certainly in any kind of like, if you, if you use it as an educational tool, you can really lean into this idea of learning more about yourself. Like as you learn about that history, about that ancestry, you learn more about yourself. You learn that we all kind of have that connection. And I also feel like when we, when we learn more about where we come from, about what our ancestry is, 
we're more likely to honor and recognize that uniqueness in others. Mm-hmm. And we're more likely to be compassionate towards our fellow human being. And, you know, my, my motto from the beginning have, has been chickens are humankind's most amazing common denominator. <laughs> and they really are like, there's, there are very few cultures in the world. Gosh, I can't even think of one, probably some very remote culture somewhere um, that doesn't have chickens within it in a, in a significant way. Hmm. So we all kind of share it. Um, so I just like to focus on that, especially right now when there's so much division in the world and it's, it's really hard sometimes and certainly for children to understand that. But I wish for everyone to have, to have that experience and to have that knowledge that, you know what, we, we all share certain things. And it's important for us to focus on that. So that's what I try to, you know, that's yeah. just part of like spreading the peace and joy of chickens. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, that that is a beautiful sentiment to end with. And I appreciate you sharing that. But now I would love to have you tell us where we can get your course and see other resources that you have created for people wanting to raise chickens. Well, everything that is Chickenlandia related, you can find on my website, welcome to chickenlandia.com. I have a, a course, it's an online course, um, but you will, you know, there is a place in the course where you can ask me questions directly. So a lot of people really like that, but you can take the course um, at your own leisure. And I would say, you know, probably about, it depends on the, on the child, but uh, if they're less than like 10 years old, then you probably need to go through the course with them. Um, and then depending on their, their learning level above that, sometimes they can do the course on their own. Um, but you know, the whole, the whole family can do it. It's very easy. It's a lot of videos and some quizzes and stuff like that. Um, but you can find information on that on welcome to chickenlandia.com. Um, you can also find information about my book. I had a book published in February uh, through Story Publishing. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens. Okay. Because <laughs> I do think we should all keep chickens. Um, you can find information about that. And then my biggest presence is on YouTube. So my YouTube channel is called Welcome to Chickenlandia. Um, and you can certainly, there's tons of free videos, lots of information that you can get just from watching my YouTube channel. I think people like the course because it's like, it is structured and also you have direct access to me. Um, so really what you're paying for is the structure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is any number of free advice on my YouTube channel and then also my podcast is called Bach Talk, and that's T A W K. <laughs> okay, T A W K. That's cool. Yeah, that and all of so this cute. is on Welcome to All of this is on Welcome to Chickenlandia.com. You can find access to it. Well, that is perfect. So this has been so much fun, and I know my listeners. They're probably they probably stopped listening to us right now and they're already on YouTube looking at all your stuff and on your website. And I hope that they are. Um, thank you so much, Dahlia, for taking time to share with us today. It has been a lot of fun. Oh, you are so welcome. It was my pleasure. 
To find the links to all the resources Dahlia mentioned, go to homeschoolsanity.com slash chickens. Have a happy homeschool week. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I hope something you heard was encouraging. If you have a personal question to follow up, don't hesitate to message me. I'm at Homeschool Sanity on social media. Be sure to check my free resource page at homeschoolsanity.com resource and find Sanity Saving Curriculum at fundalearnbooks.com. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.